Peely Hunters is the original U.S. purveyor of wild-harvested, sprouted Peely Nuts. With 93% fat content, Peely Hunters Peely Nuts come in four flavors and have the highest fat content of any whole natural food on the planet, and they make for the Earth's perfect keto snack. Peely Hunters' new Expedition Butters now come in three amazing flavors, Keto Classic, Pumpkin Spice with Lion's Mane Mushroom, and Raw Cacao with Maca Powder, lightly sweet sweetened with coconut sugar and leucuma. Try Expedition Butter in the new one-ounce packets. With 200 calories per serving, these convenient, lightweight snacks have no added sugar and are blended with nothing but whole food ingredients to keep your expedition going. Experience Earth's perfect keto snack for yourself by going to eatpeelynuts.com. That's eatpeelynuts, spelled P-I-L-I-N-U-T-S dot com. And use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to save 10% off of your first order. Wild nutrition, beyond organic, naturally ketogenic, Peely Hunters. Good news, low-carb, ketogenic, real food fans. A real good foods company is now in all U.S. Walmart stores. They have enchiladas, poppers, cauliflower crust pizzas, mini pizza bites, and the chicken crust pizzas in 3,500 Walmart stores. Real Good Foods pizzas are grain-free, gluten-free, and of course, low-carb, high-fat, ketogenic. This is real food, and now it's available at your local Walmart. Get exclusive offers from Real Good Foods by texting RGF to 474747. And be sure to visit realgoodfoods.com to learn more about Real Good Foods' ketogenic line of products. Real Good Foods. Living La Vida low car, this show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up the avocados, fry some eggs, time to explore the longest running health podcast hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida low carb show. Hey. Hey, hey guys, we're back here on the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. And today I'm very privileged to welcome to the podcast a fellow podcaster. I love talking to other podcasters because, number one, you know their equipment's good, so they're going to sound really good. And that is certainly what we're going to hear today from Alan Misner. He is the guy behind the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast. Uh, definitely check that out, 40plusfitnesspodcast.com. But he's got a whole lot more to him than just a podcasting story because he found health because the day before his 39th birthday, he woke up and realized he was unfit, unhealthy, and unhappy. So I'm going to have him tell a story here today on the show about how he overcame that. And what's up, man? Thanks for being here, Alan, and appreciate you and all the great work that you're doing with your podcast. You've been out there, and you're highly ranked on iTunes, dude. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. I have to to give you a lot of credit for that, uh, to be honest. I... uh, when I first started my journey, I was I was trying to get answers, and you were um, you were one of the first people I stumbled upon and uh, on podcasts and said, "Hey, this guy has has done a lot for himself, and he knows a lot, and he's getting some great guests on." Um, and then when when I finally had done some things, and so many people were asking me, "Hey, Alan, you, you 
you've completely changed everything uh, because I went from being a fat bastard to being a, a pretty happy, fit dude. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a little and, vulgar, and, but okay. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, but uh, it was uh, it was a um, it was just a situation where people were asking. I'm like, you know, this is not it's actually not rocket science, but I think so many people start on the wrong end of the question. Um, the question is, what do you do to get happy, healthy, and fit? Uh, the true question is, what mindset do you need to have to be those things? And mm. so it's, it's a be and then do kind of mindset that you have to have uh, to find true health and fitness and, 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 and pull it all together. Because so many of us get stuck up in these tactics, and, and the tactics don't get you there if your mind isn't, isn't ready for it. Oh, man, you got my brain going a million miles an hour with so many questions I want to ask. But I, w- I want to back up just a bit before we get into some of the meat of this uh, podcast today, because I want you to share your story about your epiphany, because people don't just necessarily wake up one day and say, today's the day I'm going to yeah. make a change. But that's kind of what happened for you. Well, it was and it wasn't. Uh, I was sitting on the beach. I was I was 39 years old, and it was it was the day before my 39th birthday. And the the day before, uh, I was on vacation. So you know, I was I was quite successful at work, and I felt pretty good about that. Uh, but that was really the only thing that was really working in my life was my job. And um, so I was like, okay, you know, healthy people take vacations. I need to go take this vacation and just clear my mind. Uh, so I went down to Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. It's a, a beautiful beach there. Yeah, uh, I was on an all-inclusive resort. So you had a beach body. Uh, I did not have a beach body. <laughs> well, you were uh, on the well, beach. That's your I beach was, body. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a, a well, uh, as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Um, but what, what was really bad was they, when I when I arrived at the resort and I saw the activities list, I saw that they had sand volleyball, and and I have always loved volleyball. Me my, my, too. And and so it was like here's my opportunity to get out there and play and you know it's been a while but you know I know I I know I still can get the, I've got the skills I can do this but I got out there and I was about maybe a game and a half two games in and I was, I was breathing so hard I couldn't yeah couldn't stand it I was my, like my heart was gonna burst and I was like I've got to sub out I, yeah I make it and it was the first time that I've ever had to sub out for fitness not I mean obviously sometimes people want to play and you just sub out to let them have yeah. an opportunity but no this was me thinking I might need them to take me to the hospital wow um, I sat on I sat there and watched the game for a little while and everything settled down I was like okay I didn't have a heart attack I just overexerted myself but if I can't just play this game which you know it wasn't like it was like super, super intense. It wasn't competitive as I'd played before. I was like, I'm, I'm not me. Uh, yeah. This is not me. And What's so the wrong? next morning yeah. I'm sitting on the beach, you know, meditating or trying to meditate. Uh, and I kept going back to that game and I just, just kept going back. I'm like, I, I have to figure this out. I have, I, I can't let myself continue going the direction I'm going. Uh, and I'd like to say, yeah, click, I made that decision and, and everything was done. Uh, but that's not actually what happened. I spent the next eight years or so uh, ebbing and flowing, you know, having a good period of time where I'd get down to maybe 2.30, uh, which is still too heavy for my frame. And then I would go right back up. And I, you know, every time I went back up, I just said, no, I'm not stepping on the scale until I know I'm going down. And uh, it was eight years of, of that and this and that and this and just not really quite clicking in um, until I, I was sitting there one day and uh, – I, I told my daughter, I said, I want to do something with you. And she was do, getting into the CrossFit. She was getting into these uh, obstacle course mud runs. And I said, okay, 
<laughs> I want to be able to do these mud runs with her. Right. So all of a sudden I, I had a why. Yes. And I had a vision. And That's before awesome. I thought about that, I was like, this is a commitment. You know, this is, this is like when you get married, uh, you've got a life that you see with this person and you're, you've got an emotional deep why to why you're going to do that life. Um, that's your commitment. And I said, that's it. Uh, I have to love myself and I have to make a commitment to make this happen. Mm. So uh, about 11 months later, I had lost 65 pounds of body fat. I had gained 11 pounds of muscle. Nice. And I was not only doing obstacle courses with my, my daughter, she was not having to wait on me. And we finished a tough mutter together. Um, like I said, it, it, it literally, boom, no problems at all. I got myself up to a point of fitness where I could, I could do that with the best of them. Did you flash back in your mind to that volleyball game again as you were going through that mud course? I, I absolutely I'm did. sure you did. And, and, <laughs> it's like, and, man, I'm awesome now, man. <laughs> and and now every time I go back to Puerto Varta, because I did buy a timeshare there, um, I'm on that volleyball court first thing, ready to go. How so, many games uh, can you go now? <laughs> I, I go I go until everybody's gone. That's uh, awesome, man. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah, we share a, a love for volleyball. I'm tall, so six foot three. Yeah, you so have a, you have a slight advantage over me. But, but on uh, <laughs> beach volleyball, there is no blocking shots in beach volleyball because the net's so high. So, <laughs> well, there there is, but yeah, it's it's, it's tough to do some blocking up there. Absolutely. Yes, I need to be uh, Shaquille O'Neal tall to be able to block shots from there. <laughs> oh, I love what you said about you had to shift your thinking from it being a decision over to being a commitment, and we just passed New Year's. Yes. bunch of people made the decision that they wanted to get healthy and more times than not lose weight as the means for getting healthy, which I want to talk to you about here in a minute. But they're making the decisions. How do you shift someone's brain over from just deciding flippantly to do a New Year's resolution to now committing to a lifestyle change? Well, you know, you make a decision, uh, you make a resolution, you go on a diet all of those are really, really weak words, Jimmy. I mean, they're, they're built to break, you know, willpower. If you say you have weak willpower, that doesn't, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. Uh, it's almost accepted. We all have right. poor willpower. Uh, we all go on a diet and then go off the diet. We all break our resolutions, at least 92% of people do every year. And that's all resolutions. That's not just health resolutions. I bet the health resolutions number is even higher. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and so just like I make a decision, I, I, I love to shop at the Winn-Dixie, uh, rather than the Publix, but sometimes I'm just lazy and the Publix is closer. Uh, <laughs> so I go to the Publix, you know, it's a, my decision would have been to go to Winn-Dixie, but because I'm not committed to Winn-Dixie, uh, I'm over at Publix. Even though it costs so, you a little more, probably. It, it well, it's a little, they don't have as good a selection. It, it's, uh, some of the stuff is a little bit more, uh, it's just closer. And yeah. so I, I'm there and, and so the commitment, though, is something you don't break. So I'll give you a perfect example. If you told your wife that you were going to pick her up at the airport at 5 o'clock in the morning, yeah, where would you be at 5 o'clock in the morning? Uh, 4.45, I'd be in the parking exactly. lot of the airport. <laughs> if, 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 you, if you love yourself and you told yourself with the same level of commitment that you'd have for yourself and your health that you were going to be at the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning, where would you be? Mm-hmm. So when you make a decision that's not quite 
strong enough to keep you in it. And that's particularly important when things aren't necessarily going your way. So you are stepping on the scale every morning and you're seeing the number go down and then all of a sudden it doesn't go down. And then maybe it even goes up and you know, you're doing everything right. Yep. But the scale is telling you a different story for whatever reason you might be retaining water um, you know, you might not, you know, might not have gone to the bathroom as much as you needed to, yeah. but for whatever reason, the scale is giving you bad information and a decision falls apart because that decision to do something. And now you're saying, well, that's not even working. Low carb doesn't work for me. Yeah. I'm actually gaining weight now. You know, I, I love that first two weeks, you know, people will lose, uh, you know, five, six pounds because of water weight. Right. And then all of a sudden, boom, the scale just stops going down or in some cases actually bounces back up. Can we camp out here for a minute? Because (laughs) this is such an important topic. And I still I've been doing this a very long time, Alan, (laughs) since 2005, when I lost uh, my weight to that or 2005, when I started blogging, 2004 was when I did my weight loss. And then uh, 2006 been podcasting. So I've been out there a very long time, heard a lot of stories all over the years in my email box and in social media And if there's one thing that sabotages people in their efforts to make this change, make this commitment that we're talking about, is they're putting all their apples. We don't eat apples, but uh, if we ate apples, we're putting them all in the same basket uh, known as weight loss. And people either ride the wave of, oh, I'm losing weight, so therefore I'm successful or I'm not losing weight, no matter what's happening in their health markers. And therefore, because I'm not losing weight, I'm no longer successful I, this this is such the the albatross around the necks of people that are trying to make a permanent and healthy lifestyle change. They have to get their mind off of the weight. Not that it's not important, but it's not the be all end all that they're making it out to be. Yeah, I I I don't think we're ever going to win this, Jimmy. Um, I'm going to fight until we do. <laughs> I, I, I do. I'm, I'm fighting it too. I'm fighting it too. I, I, in my book, I you know. Uh, the wellness roadmap, I brought it up dozens and dozens of times. In fact, the editors wanted to start pulling pieces of it out. They're like, you're, you're, you're too hard on the weight loss thing. I'm like, no, no, no. Weight loss is a side effect of getting healthy. Yeah. Period. Um, you can be 300 pounds and be extremely healthy and fit and happy. That, that can be your happy place. Um, or you can be 120 pounds fit and happy. And healthy. Oh, you're so controversial right now because there's some people hearing that and going, and, and I get them too, because I have extra weight on my midsection of my body and I'm doing things to help deal with that. But people say, well, if you're 300 pounds, you can't possibly be healthy because that's pulling on your joints and making your body not work as optimally as it could. So how can you dare Alan Misner say that that is healthy? Well, if I put an extra, I guess, 100 pounds on my shoulders uh, with the body weight or wore a vest, I'd weigh 300 pounds too. Uh, your body adapts to resistance. And so, Jimmy, you didn't start out that weight. No. Uh, you got up to that weight. Uh, your muscles and joints have the capacity to get stronger. And, and quite likely, uh, your body can carry that weight successfully. You can still walk anywhere you want to go. You can do anything you want to do. Uh, to me, fitness is the capacity to live the life you want to live. In the body you got. What you got. Yeah. So, uh, Jimmy, you like to podcast. You like to go and do speaking events and yep. uh, probably a hundred other different things. You can do all of those things. Uh, for me, it was playing sand volleyball. <laughs> 
We'll have to play sand volleyball one of these days, by the way. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. If we're we're at one of these conferences, let's put up a net. I will crush you, man. I will crush you. I thought we were going to be on the same team. Oh, I was going to, I was going to be a competitor, but sure. Same team. Sure. I'll set you up. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's just fitness is really about having lifestyle you want. So if you want to be the best grandmother in the world, you know, get down on the floor with your grandchildren, get back up, get down on the floor, get back up, build some endurance so you can keep up with them when you take them to the zoo. That's your fitness. That's, that's what you're after. Um, health is really about feeling good. And, yes. and, and, and you know, if you, if you can go and look at the mirror and your, your eyes are shiny, your skin looks good. Yes. You feel good. You're, you're generally healthy. Now there are blood tests and other things that you can do to kind of know what your vitamin D levels are or how your hormones are functioning. You know, those are important aspects of health too. Uh, but weight just tends to be a side effect of getting those other things where they're supposed to be. Can I tell you as a man in my late forties now, the thing that I love the most about what keto has done for me is the brain health benefits. I feel like I'm so sharp now. I wish I was eating keto when I went through college 20 something years ago, because I would have been a far better student, not as a a sugar burning uh, sugar addict, but as a fat burning ketone burner, Uh, I just feel like my brain just is on fire all the time being in this state. And that to me is far more uh, lucrative as a goal than any temporal weight loss that might happen. Yeah. When I was in, when I was in college, I was, I was very fit. Uh, I didn't drink alcohol, uh, but I didn't know anything about food. So I, I, I ate all the crappy carbs and all the stuff, you know, that you're not supposed to eat. And we now know. Uh, so yes, if this stuff had been out there, then, uh, I, I can't even imagine pushing that up a notch, but I, I do feel a lot of that, you know, when I'm, when I'm in ketosis, uh, there is a, there's a sharpness that I, it's really hard to explain to somebody how you get your brain back. Yeah. And to me, that is what health and fitness is about getting your brain back, feeling good, I mean, I have energy through the wazoo, despite the extra weight on the body. I still, I could probably run circles around people with my energy and my workload of what I do with podcasts and writing books and everything that I'm doing. I I feel in my body that I'm 20 something, but I'm upper 40 something. And and that's what it's all about. It's, it's, you know, and, and it's, I'm not, I don't think like I said, people are still going to want to see that scale move. Yes. And always will you, sadly you know, that, I, I get it i get it the doctor's going to put you on a scale and, and tell you to lose weight um because that's what they're supposed to do um you know everything you're going to see on tv all the magazines you're going to see in the yeah. rack at the grocery store they're all going to tell you to lose weight which is kind of odd that they're selling you all that crap food and then here's a <laughs> magazine they're trying to sell you to also lose weight uh and, and supposedly keep eating that crap food um the reality of it is when we make that commitment and you start seeing results, if, you, if you're going to measure weight, I would say measure other things too. What are those other things they should be looking at? You can, you can look at blood markers. How, how are your hormones functioning? Because your hormones, they're, they're the messengers of your body. They're going to tell your body how, to, how, to, how it's supposed to go. So if you've if you got a, you know, a insulin resistance, if you've got high blood sugar, uh, if your testosterone or estrogen is not you know, optimal – Change what you're eating and get those things organized because the, the better you get your hormones functioning, the better you're going to feel 
the more energy you're going to have, the more movements you're going to do, the more movements you're going to do, the more weight you're going to lose as a side effect. It's just all going to come together for you. It's, it's, right. it's, it's wonderful. It's a downward spiral when it's not working well, but it's an upward spiral for you when you, you start getting those pieces in place. We want that upward spiral to start. <laughs> we do. We do. And, 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 and for a lot of people that are getting started, they, they start to see that when they, if they, they start this keto lifestyle. That's going to be one of those tactics, one of those things that they're going to start to see that upward because now – uh, particularly, and this is what I liked about your book is whole food people. Uh, yeah. if it comes in a package, uh, somebody process that and, and your body's not going to like that nearly as much as it would if it came from a whole food source. So once you start getting whole food in your body, once it starts getting the nutrition that it needs and the hormones start functioning the way they're supposed to, uh, things just start moving for you. And once you feel that movement and you get the, you know, like I said, you got your brain back. Um, now you're in a position to see that, that this is something that's really going to work for you and you have more energy. You can move more. You can address all those other issues that are keeping you from being the well person that you're supposed to be. Mm. And then let those results that you get, uh, encourage you and motivate you and keep you going despite for some people weight being a little bit stubborn. So I ho hopefully that's a theme song that's coming to through loud and clear here today. Oh yeah. Cause like, you know, I didn't just do a tough mutter. I mean, I, I'd done a couple of warrior dashes, which are shorter runs with my daughter and no, I was, you know, you'd look at me and be like, okay, this guy doesn't need to really be out here doing these, these runs. Um, but I had, just enough in me to do it. And that was my, my fix. And so, um, I would say set some of those shorter term smart goals, um, that they can set, you know, it's a specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely set some short term goals for some of these other things that you want to be able to do. So maybe right now you can't walk a mile, start setting a goal to where you can walk at least a mile without stopping and start working towards that goal. Uh, what you're going to see again uh, is that you're probably going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. You're going to have more endurance. Uh, and that's something you can build on. So have these little platforms that you're measuring in addition to, if you're going to even bother with body weight, have these other things, the blood markers, uh, your physical capacity. Um, you know, I, I like to measure my stomach circumference um, because that's where I tend to put body fat on. If I'm going to gain a little bit of body fat, Yeah, that's that's where she's going. Um and so I know that if I just measure my, my waist circumference, um, that's, that's going to give me pretty much all the information I need to know um, from, from a health perspective. And far better than a scale, which I affectionately call the lying liar that lies. Because <laughs> <laughs> it does. It, it will. It will. Definitely. Do you still struggle trying to find a sweetener that fits your ketogenic lifestyle? Then let me introduce you to Swerve. Swerve tastes like sugar and there's no funky aftertaste that you get from all those other high intensity sweeteners. Swerve actually looks like sugar and you may not even realize it, but granular and particle size have a lot to do with how foods feel in the mouth. Because Swerve measures cup for cup just like sugar, it is super easy to use. Swerve has taken away the guesswork on how 
how much to use in your recipes, you simply swap it one for one for sugar. Swerve is the perfect sweetener for baking and cooking, and unlike other sugar alternatives, Swerve browns and caramelizes just like sugar, which means creme brulee and meringues are even possible. The best part is Swerve has very little impact on blood sugar and insulin levels, making it perfect for a diabetic or anyone following a ketogenic lifestyle. Swerve is made from erythritol as well as oligosaccharides, which is a form of prebiotic fiber to help stimulate beneficial bacteria in the intestines. All the ingredients found in Swerve are from the United States and Europe, and Swerve has been in business for more than 16 years. Headquartered in the good old USA in New Orleans, everybody in keto is now using Swerve, and it's your turn too. Go to swervesweet.com to find a store near you, and it's also available on Amazon.com. Swerve, the ultimate sugar replacement. Are you having issues with fatigue, the keto flu, or muscle cramping on your ketogenic diet? Then allow me to introduce you to Keto Vitals. They will solve all of these issues. Keto Vitals is a high-dose electrolyte in a pill specifically created for the unique needs of the ketogenic lifestyle. They use only the best ingredients. In fact, their form of magnesium was shown in a double-blind trial to improve insulin sensitivity. Keto Vitals is 100% guaranteed. If it doesn't work, they will refund your money. Head on over to KetoVitals.com or you can go on Amazon and get free two-day shipping for Amazon. On Prime members. Use the coupon code KETO1515 both on Amazon and at KETOVITALS.com to get 15% off of your order. Keto Vitals. So Alan is not just some schmuck that came in off the street. He actually has a couple of certifications. He's a certified personal trainer and a certified functional aging specialist. And so you're using that knowledge that you've gotten from uh, both the National Academy of Sports Medicine as well as the Functional Aging Institute. And you mentioned earlier you have a book. I want to mention it again, The Wellness Roadmap, A Straightforward Guide to Health and Fitness After 40. Wellnessroadmapbook.com is the website. But you wrote that book because you, did, you didn't want people to have to go through the agony that you did. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yes, uh, well, that was part of it. You know, I, was, I do the podcast, and I've, I've on the podcast, I've, I've had had this conversation with folks many, many times uh, about how you need to structure the mindset on the front end of this. Uh, and so, I just having had this conversation on the podcast, I was like, you know, and and I'd run into people. Believe it or not, Jimmy, there are people in this day and age that still don't listen to podcasts. Oh, uh, I know. <laughs> my, my dad has never been on the internet, and he's almost seventy. And he's still alive. He is, and he's still alive, and never been on the internet. Well, he doesn't I mean even have a. Is, 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 is he doesn't even have a smartphone. He still has a flip phone. So I, I, I kind of envy him some days. I still have my flip phone, and I'm I'm thinking about going, walking into the Verizon, and say, "Can I use this phone instead of?" Because um, <laughs> uh, this is my year of simplifying. And, yes. and, and getting down to minimalist. But um, no. Uh, I, I decided the book would be a good platform for me to kind of put all of the thoughts and all the things that I had, you know, learned in, in over 
almost three years of, of podcasting, you know, having you and over 200 other uh, experts on my podcast, I, I've learned a little bit. And I thought, you know, I want to put this down in kind of like a codified form. And, and most of the books that are out there, you know, they'll, they'll have, a, they'll, they'll be about a specific thing, a specific tactic, a specific diet. And I'm like, I don't want to do a diet book. I don't want to do a workout book. What I want to do is I want to help people get on and stay on the wellness path. And so to me, it's, it starts with that commitment. Um, and, and then you got to sit down and you got to personalize it. So like I said, you know, fitness is not a look. You know, fitness is your capacity to be able to do the things you want to do. Um, health is within your reach. And you just because the human body is this wonderful thing. If you start doing the right things for it, it, it gets better. And, and, and I love that you can put some resistance on a bar and do some movements and you're going to get stronger. Uh, you can change your food and your gut is going to get healthier and your body's going to get healthier and your immunity is going to improve. Yeah. Um, and so all, all that. And then the final is special, uh, is, um, is self-awareness. And I think so many people go into a, a diet or a, a workout plan without really taking the time to understand what are some of the quirks that are going to affect them, that would keep them from being successful. And so I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, when I was working from an office, I knew that once I got started working, I would not lift my head until I finished the task at hand. <laughs> You're one of and those. I'm one of those guys that uh, when I have a task, I'm, I'm, I'm bull, bull down, you know, just on my head. Made down, you a good going. employee, yeah. I, I suppose. Uh, they me <laughs> off, which, is, which is fine. But... Um, so I knew I had to set a meeting reminder on my computer calendar to chime when it was time for me to go work out. So I would take my lunch from 1.15 to 2.15, and, and I knew that if I didn't put that hour on my calendar, I would work right through lunch. And it's easy to do when you're in keto because you're not thinking about food right. from a lunch perspective. So again, head down, brain working, just tear it. And all of a sudden, bing, I'm like, I'm supposed to be in the gym. So I knew I needed to have that meeting reminder. I yeah. also knew that when I got home at night, my, my processing was burned out. I was, I've, I've done most of what I can do for the day. I'm not creative at night. I'm not a night person. Uh, I'm a morning person for the most part. So I said, okay, if I don't pack my gym bag the night before, it won't get packed right when I leave mm. in the morning. So I would make a habit as a part of my ritual for going to bed, pack your gym bag, set it by the door. So you would trip over it as you were walking out. <laughs> so you're setting yourself up for success the day before. Based, yeah. Based on knowing who I am, <laughs> those mental, what's your mental weaknesses? What's your kryptonite? What are the things that are going to cause you problems? Yeah. Your life? And, and you have to be open and honest with yourself and say, Hey, um, you know, I, I can call this a, I can call this a virtue in that when I get to working, I don't pay attention to things. Uh, but I can also call that a problem because it's going to keep me from getting what I really want. Mm. Um, and the same thing with the gym bag and the same thing with knowing I cannot have M&Ms in my house. Um, that's my kryptonite. Yeah. So, you know, no, no M&Ms in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I can walk by chips. I can walk by any other candies. And but M&Ms has your name on it. M&Ms just, they get me, particularly the, <laughs> the peanut M&Ms. They're just going to get me every damn time. So, uh, yeah, you have to do that self-awareness uh, check so that you know the things that are there. And then you can set strategies in place to help you get 
to get through those. those and, obstacles. I, and I think that's the lesson here is plan, plan, and plan some more because you know what's coming. This isn't a surprise uh, that your gym bag isn't ready in the morning for you unless you prepared it the night before. That's not a surprise. So, <laughs> uh, and, and it's not a surprise to know, okay, guess what? Every once in a while, someone is going to bring those uh, spud nuts to the office. The sp- spud nuts are these uh, potato powder, I mean, potato uh, flour uh, donuts. That we're uh, I've office. never heard of that. <laughs> oh. What have <laughs> I missed? It's like, <laughs> Not like, much. Uh, when they bring them to the, when they bring them to break room, you come in, it's like sharks chumming, you know, just, wow. <laughs> I knew when I walked in, it's like, I'd see the break room, like just everybody in the break room. I'm like, Oh no. So well, they call it gluten free. Is that why it's spud nuts I, instead of wheat it, flour? Well, it was, this was around long before keto. Oh, okay. Keto, Cause I was going to say, I've never heard of spud nut. I'm sure yeah. some of my followers listening right now are going, dude, you haven't lived till you've had a yeah. spud nut. And, and I'm like, no, I'm you okay. Died. You haven't died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I just knew it's like, okay. Uh, so I had nuts, um, in little plastic bags in my, in my desk and I just knew, okay, I've got to stay out of the, of the break room all morning until I know those things are gone. Yeah. Won't take uh, long. <laughs> no, but, but I knew, you know, they would, sometimes they'd last as long as lunchtime, but I just knew just the morning time, just stay out of the gym and stay out of the break room because. They, stay out of the gym. Stuff. No, go to the gym. No, stay, I did. I did. I mean, just stay out of the break room because yes. no, that's not going to work. Right. So yeah, just, you know, and, and then that's the cool, one of the cool things that I really liked about keto was if there was a situation where I couldn't eat, there was nothing for me to eat. I never really felt like this, you know, crazy sugar thing. Like I had to go get something to eat or I was going to pass out. Um, I was, I'm, I've been able to, you know, go without food for over 24 hours without yep. even thinking about it. That's right. And that's a wonderful freedom that, that that's a, to me, that is, you know, the, the brain stuff is great. The, the health stuff is great. The losing weight stuff is great. But to me, it's the not having to constantly think about or go deal with food. Yes. You know, we called that in Keto Clarity, that ability to go many hours between meals without thinking about food. Uh, We describe that as your keto fitness level. People don't think of it in that terms because it's about diet. But if keto is so arming your body with the ability to feel satiated for hours upon hours upon hours without having a snack in between, without really pining for food, that's a fitness level on another whole level besides just muscle building. It is. It is. I, you know, I was, um, I was, I, I own some property not far from where I live here and, uh, I was up there doing some work on it. And then I, I finished up the work and I, I loaded up my tractor and I was going to drive home and I got stuck. My truck got stuck in my own front yard. Uh, <laughs> so I had to call a tow truck to pull, pull my truck out. Yeah. So that, you know, it's an hour later, the AAA shows up, he hooks up and then his truck breaks. Oh no. So now he's got to get apart. <laughs> now, I had fishing poles and all that. So I, I'm down, I'm down on the, one of the ponds fishing, uh, for the rest of the day. Yeah. He finally gets me pulled out and, and I, so I put my fishing poles away and I'm driving home and I'm realizing, okay, well it's almost six o'clock and I haven't eaten a thing today. Nice. But I, uh, you know, I was, I was able, I was capable of doing that. My you weren't panicking. Using, no, my body was using my body fat. I w- and I had done some pretty strong, you know, strenuous work on the front end of the day. Yeah. 
I just, you know, it was, it was into the end of the second half of the day. It was most of it was sitting there fishing, but I wasn't sitting there thinking, you know, I, I've got to get something to eat. I've got to get something to eat, you know, because <laughs> um, it was it would, it would have been it would have been about a, a good uh, three mile walk to get to. I think there was a dollar store that I could have gone and gotten something to eat if I and you, you know, could have done it. So. <laughs> to. Yeah, I could have. But I, I was like, you know, I'll just sit here and fish, you know. Yeah, I, I don't need to worry about that. And, and I just that's like I said, that food, that freedom from food you know, is, is just huge for me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Every time I read a news story about some airplane that had some issue and they're sitting on the tarmac and all the people panicking because they can't eat. And I'm like, really? You, you, you just ate maybe 30 minutes ago. Why are you already hungry and panicking now? Well, we know why, because they're a sugar burner. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's a good story. Everybody likes a good complaint. <laughs> not everybody i think most of us ketonians are pretty chill most of the time yeah, now <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, if you've been to any of the conferences keto fest or whatnot yeah the, the keto people are pretty cool yes well i i want to bring up a few more topics uh related to nutrition uh that i know are are kind of in your repertoire of what you talk about in your work uh, again you guys 40 plus fitness podcast go listen to alan and his podcast Highly, highly recommended. It is highly ranked on uh, Apple Podcasts, so go check it out. But I wanted to bring up this whole idea of opportunistic eating, and I know that that you see that this could be a real problem for a lot of people. Yes, yes, and and, and a lot of it is is exactly what you're saying. When they're trapped on an airplane, uh, the opportunity isn't there, and right. we're used to having this abundance of food today. But if you think back to our ancestors, um, because I'm very much on, okay, our body was designed for a particular way of eating and we just need to figure that out. Right. Um, my DNA, which I went to, uh, you know, the 23andMe kind of thing, uh, is all Northern Eastern European. So I'm 100% white guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm 70% uh, Irish according to the same data. Yeah. And there's a lot of Irish in me too, but, uh, you know, so all that up there. And, And so I start thinking about what, what was going on there when we didn't have refrigerators and abundance of everything and things couldn't be shipped from Chile or Mexico? Uh, what would we have eaten? And so I thought, okay, well, let's start, start with the spring. And yes, there's blueberries and there's fruits and there's you know vegetables and all that stuff. So we're going to eat that because number one, I don't think anyone has ever died picking blueberries. Um, <laughs> blueberries don't fight back uh, and they're delicious. So we would probably gorge on those blueberries right. because we know they're only going to be there for a few weeks. That's right. And then they're gone. Ancestrally so we, speaking, right. Yeah. So that's sugar. We're going to be eating some sugar-laden fruits and, and whatever because it's it's available. We're going to put on a little bo- bit of body fat, which is, which is perfect because body fat helps keep us warm. And when we get into the winter months, uh, we're going to need that extra fuel. So now we start getting into the winter months. Okay. So, so towards the fall, there's, you know, more, that's when the nuts tend to come out. So we'll be eating nuts again. That's going to help us put on a little bit more body fat right before we get to winter. Now, as we get into winter, um, things are going to get a little bit rough. There's not going to be vegetables and fruits. So we're going to start really eating a lot more meat. So there'll be fish. They don't fight back that much. Uh, (laughs) And if they do, it's fun. Uh, And then, you know, little little critters, you know, so birds uh, and little critters and stuff like that. That's what we're going to be mostly eating. Now, occasionally that might be a little slim. Uh, They don't have a lot of body fat on on either of those fish a little bit, but not so much. There's just going to be a point where Jimmy, you and I are going to sit there and say, hey, um, you know, I'm kind of hungry. Maybe you're a little hungry. Uh, 
let's get a pack of guys together and let's go kill a bear or an elk. Yeah. And then we're going to eat some red meat. But because it's so dangerous to kill those larger animals, we, we probably wouldn't do that that often. We'd do it from time to time, uh, opportunistically, uh, but that's what we'd eat. So when I look at eating, I tend to start I've, – I've been reducing the amount of red meat that I eat because I, I don't believe our ancestors ate that much red meat. I know they ate some. Uh, but they didn't eat it every meal. They didn't eat it every week. Um, and so that also led me to a concept of what I call um, s- seasonal ketosis. Okay. So I will have a period of time when I actually go off of ketosis. And and I don't recommend this for anyone that's dealing with a metabolic issue. Um, Insulin resistance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because that th- this is not for you. But if you're if you're if you're fine, if ev- everything's working for you otherwise – um, and you, you want to go into ketosis and you like it there, stay, just stay. But, um, I, I do have this, this one thing that I really, really like to do. Um, and that's occasionally some, drink some beer and I've tried the no carb beer and, um, no, <laughs> <laughs> what's your go-to beer? What do you like? It tends to be an IPA, which again, is high carb. It's, it's the IPA is one of the higher carb beers. Um, and my brother is a brewmaster. So if I'm going to go visit my brother, I'm going to, I'm going to drink this beer. So it's a craft beer you're saying. Oh yeah. I tend to go for the, the higher end beers. I think the only, the only big brand beer that I drink anymore is uh Yunling. And that's only, again, if they don't have an IPA, a local IPA, uh, then I'll, then I'll go with that. But, um, in a general sense, yeah, when it, so when it, but I switched my seasons because I also being in the Southeast, I like college football. Yeah. Uh, so I like to go tailgating and I like to have a few beers. And so, uh, I will go off of ketosis during the fall, and then that also means that uh, you know I can I can be a little bit less selective about foods for Thanksgiving. Uh, although I tend to still during that period of time eat relatively low carb, I just know if occasionally I take in some additional carbs and I go out of ketosis, I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, but I have noticed as I've gotten in, into my fifties and gotten a little older that I need to. Uh, probably be a little bit shorter on my feasting season. Ah, it's switching on you. Sometimes I let that feasting season uh, go a little too long. (laughs) uh, And, and I, and I see some weight gain and, or or I'll see circumference gain is really the measurement. Like I said, my, my waist size will go up. um, And I have particular ranges where I want that to be. Um, And so when it starts getting above uh, or toward the top of my range, I know it's time for me to go back to a famine season. That so, is the slippery slope of doing that. But when you've made a commitment to your health and you've got yes. self-love, it's so much easier to get back on that track. And uh, because, again, I, I think I've made myself fairly um, good at that metabolic switch. Yes. I actually don't get keto flu anymore when I go back into ketosis. Right. And, and I, I love this, that you're describing it in this way. If you don't have metabolic issues to contend with, like the insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, whatever you call it, uh, or type two diabetes or anything like that, that you could do this. And people freak out in the keto world when you start talking about, oh, you can have a few more carbs and, and have these periods like you're describing where you uh, make these conscientious decisions to, to do these things with the knowledge of, you can get right back on plan again. I think the the problem that comes into play is 
there are some people that aren't ready for that yet. And so how do you know when you're ready to make that kind of choice that, you know, you can get right back into it instead of slipping back into the old habits and getting unhealthy again? Yeah, well, that's that's that whole self-awareness, Jim, that I talked about in, in the beginning. So when someone's sitting down and they're doing their GPS, it's like, are you an all or nothing kind of person or are you someone who can actually do moderation? Like I said, I like I'm a heads down do it kind of person. So I'm not, I'm not a moderator. I, I can't just do a moderate <laughs> amount of things. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So, you know, I, that knowing who I am taking that time, which is one of the advantages people over the age of 40 have is we have years under our belt. Um, that they, those life lessons are, are a lot of them are already learned. We're supposed to be wise at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are, we are. And, and I believe we are. I think we ignore our own advice uh, more often than not. But right. if you really sat down and thought about it, am I someone who can, uh, you know, go through the process and say, here is my feasting season and it ends with this. Yeah. So my feasting season uh, was geared around Southern Miss football and uh, Ole Pittsburgh Miss Steelers. Southern Miss. Oh, and Southern Miss. Got it. Yeah, Southern Miss. And so, uh, you know, uh, Southern Miss did not make it into a bowl. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, just did not make the playoffs. Yeah. So my season is over. <laughs> and, I, you know, now uh, I'm, I'm in ketosis. I think I, I did a blood. I, did, I have uh, one of those keto mojos, and I, I did a 3.9 and then a 3.1. Wow. In, in the last couple of days. So um, I'm... I'm 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 solid into keto right now, and um, this is my famine season. So, uh, no beer for me, uh, and you know until we get back to the fall, and then I'll probably do a feasting season. But because yeah. uh, I'm actually going to be living in Panama uh, and won't have access to the football, it'll probably be a much more restricted period of time. Oh, you'll find some app that'll let you uh, stream it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, I can, but it's, it's not the same when you're sitting there watching it on your computer on, or whatever. This and, is or, true. You know, and you're not there with, <laughs> with the guys, you know, I've got such good friends at our, at our tailgates that, um, right. you know, just every year we go back and it's, it's my best friends in the world and we nice. sit around and talk about football and other things. And, um, but so I'm going to miss that a lot, but yeah. you know, it's the, Hey, I'll you're be, in Panama. <laughs> you can't complain too much. So <laughs> no, no. It'll it'll harken you back to those uh, times in you, when you were on the beaches of Mexico and you couldn't play beach volleyball. Well, you'll get to play beach volleyball every day in Panama if you want to. <laughs> if yeah, I'll have to search around and try to find that stuff. But yeah, there is there actually is a beach volleyball over at um, at one of the Scullies. So yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> outstanding. I, I get to play a good bit. Yes. All right. One final thing I want to bring up, uh, and it's this whole issue that people talk about within the realm of their weight. And it's, well, I can't lose weight because I have a slow metabolism. And they use that as kind of a, a an excuse for maybe not making a change. Is that a real thing? And if it is, is it really a problem that people can't overcome or are there strategies they can do to make it better? Well, uh, you know, there is realness to your metabolism slowing down at points, particularly as we get older, our metabolism right. slows down. It just, just does. Um, but I contend that's not a bad thing. Right. Uh, animals and people with slower metabolisms live longer. So someone with a resting heart rate of 55 beats per minute is going to live longer than someone who has a resting heart rate of 95 beats per minute. 
that, that that's just proven. And animal, mm-hmm. the, the slower your metabolism, um, the longer you live. So our little dogs, they have faster metabolisms than we do. We live longer. Um, so I don't think having a slow metabolism is a problem. And I don't think improving or increasing your metabolism is the right way to approach a problem of, of weight loss uh, because th- that's, that's not the answer. The, the true answer of all of this is give your body the nutrients it needs. Mm. Full stop. I mean, and if you can get nutrient-dense foods – then you can get that done under whatever calorie level your body needs to have. Right. Um, it, it, it almost makes no sense to me that people are going to get on a treadmill to burn off an extra 600, 700 calories just so they can eat more. <laughs> Some do. Yeah. And it's like, you know, eat back your calories, eat back your calories. I'm like, okay, if everybody's eating back their calories, but they're still trying to burn 600, 700 calories, and then they're trying to eat back most of those calories and this calories in calories out math, it's just an estimate anyway. Um, they're, to me, they're, they're, they're going about it the wrong way. Go find nutrient dense foods. And by nutrient dense, that means the nutrition in that food is high relative to the calories. Yes. And if you're getting nutrient-dense foods, which means it's coming from healthy animals and healthy plants, the soil is not depleted, so you're getting all the minerals and vitamins that you can possibly get from those foods, um, and they're not, you know, or, um, they're not designed to have more sugar in them. They're designed to be nutrient-dense. When you're getting good food in your body, you're satiated. Um, you know, if I get a really good quality grass-fed steak. Um, I can eat about four ounces of it, which is actually what a serving is, uh, and I'm good. If you go to a steakhouse, they're going to serve you an eight to 12 ounce. That's two to three servings of steak, almost four. And I find that I have to eat the whole thing to get satiated. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm eating three times, almost four times as much food to get the nutrients that I'm getting from that four ounce piece of steak. That's, that's a well-maintained cow, grass-fed, grass-finished, and, and delicious. And, and so if, if you have to eat four times more food to get the same nutrition, uh, you're going to overeat. Oh, man, you're preaching my language now because I've been trying to explain this to people that the reason why we all got so hungry so soon after eating the crappy garbage, as I describe it, is because your body's still not getting all the nutrition that it needs. So if we just simply add in the really quality foods, you're actually going to end up eating less of it, being more nourished, and you won't feel hungry and have all the benefits that we've been talking about here today on this show. Exactly. Your your stomach has a, a way of telling when it's getting close to full, and it'll tell the brain, okay, the stomach's full, stop eating. Right. But it can't tell you what you ate. It can't tell you whether <laughs> you got all the nutrition you needed. That happens downstream. And, and that's where, you know, the, the ghrelin and leptin, they start, uh, they start come uh, leptin and they start coming together and saying, Hey, uh, we didn't get everything. Yeah. Send a message up to the big boy to eat more. Keep eating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's where you're getting the, the urges and, you know, you, you, you're craving this different, these different foods. That's just your body saying we're, we're, we're missing something here. Um, but those signals are not always accurate. And that's why. Again, I have to say it, uh, the freedom that you get from being in ketosis, uh, your body's signaling is so clear. Yes. 
that you're, you're getting everything that you need from the food that you're eating. Um, you're getting all the energy you need from the fat you eat or the body fat that you have. And, and so from that perspective, you're, you're not ever really going to be super hungry and you're not going to have to overeat. Oh, I hope people put this to the test. If you're not currently eating quality foods in your diet and you're getting hungry relatively quickly after eating, even eating your low carb ketogenic diet, add in quality foods. Watch, watch what happens. Give it, give it about 30 days. And I would be surprised, Alan, if they're not eating less food, but more nu- nutrient dense foods. And I, and I want to go against one of the myths out there is a lot of people like, well, I, c- I can't afford that. And, right. and I'll, I'll put it out there. I know a lot of people like to throw out the medical costs and say, well, you're going to be able to afford, you know, uh, kidney dialysis or there's other things that might happen to you down the line. I, I don't like to go there. I like to just sit there and say, go to a local farmer market. You, you'd be surprised. Wheeling and how, dealing. How, how inexpensive some of that is. And you can actually, yeah, you can. You can go at them and say, hey, you know, my food budget's relatively low. Can you cut that price? And a lot of them will. Yes. But the cool thing about the farmer's market is you're supporting local businesses. Uh, you know you're getting the best quality because this is the food they eat. Right. Uh, they're growing it for themselves. And um, so this is what they're eating, and they're bringing it and offering it the excess to you. And you can ask them about how they raise their chickens, what they mm. feed their chickens. Um, you can ask them about their, their, their pork and their beef and how, how those animals are raised. And many of them will actually invite you out yes. to see their farm. I've been say, hey, to my local farmer. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and you go out there and you're like, it's exactly what you'd envision. It's, it's cows walking around in a grassy field with, with not a care in the world. And the pigs are, you know, moving around a, a little lot and, uh, then there's all the chickens and they, you know, they don't have, none of them have a care in the world and, uh, that's your food source. And yeah. so, you know, it's not what you see in the farm factories. Uh, they're not cutting the beaks off of their chickens. They're not pumping them full of antibiotics because they don't have to. Uh, these are, these are healthy animals because they're being raised on the food in the way that they're supposed to live. And when they're doing that and then you're doing that thing, same thing for yourself. Um, it's just a cycle of health. That's, um, it's, it's wonderful. And if you have the room on your own property and the local ordinances allow it, get your own chickens, get your own garden, make your own food on your property. Uh, That was one of the best things we've done, Alan, in the past few years. We first added in a very, very small garden. Then it got a little bigger. Then it became this monstrosity of a 20 foot by 20 foot front yard gated in everything garden. And then we started getting backyard chickens and it started with four and now it's 26. So (laughs) you get the bug. (laughs) Yeah, and 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 guess what, Jimmy? Uh, you, when you're out there, you know, weeding your garden and you're dealing with the chickens and and doing all that, that's that's good movement. That's yes, that's the kind of movement our body was designed uh, to do is to you know get down, move around, pick things up, uh, you know, move the move the earth. All, all of those are things that um, are wonderful movement patterns. That uh, if you're if you're having difficulties, you say your knees are hurting or things. Grow yourself a garden. Yes. Keep yourself fit enough to to run that garden. You should see me running around in my backyard trying to avoid the chicken patties that are all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Not exactly a waltz, huh? (laughs) No. Yeah, it's more the cha-cha-cha than anything, I suppose. (laughs) Well, guys, again, his name, Alan Misner. Go check him out at his podcast website, 40plusfitnesspodcast.com. I can't highly recommend that enough. 
Uh, he had me and Christine on recently talking about our book, Real Food Keto, uh, and he just uh, does such a good job uh, on the other end of the mic as the interviewer. I love talking to people that know how to interview because you know how to answer questions that I'm asking and vice versa, I'm sure. Uh, and then also check out his book, The Wellness Roadmap, a straightforward guide to health and fitness after 40 wellnessroadmapbook.com is that website. Alan, thanks for joining me here today on the Live and La Vida Low Carb Show. Well, thanks, Jimmy. And I did make it a little bit easier for them. If they go to 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash Jimmy, I, I kind of put a single page together that kind of oh, good. puts all that together just to make it easy for your for your listeners. There you go. So go to that site and uh, check out Alan's work. And Alan, thanks again. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, living La Vida Low Carb. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet. Trying to get you feeling right. Cut up the avocados. Fry some eggs. Time to explore. The longest running health podcast. Hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show. Disc of Light.